Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. So I realized recently that, you know, I always go back to the four marketing methods that I recommend for introverts. And that was one of my first four episodes, I think, of this podcast. And, you know, we've had a lot of discussions around those four topics, which if you haven't listened to that episode are email marketing, blogging, Pinterest, and social media, but in a less socially energy draining kind of way that focuses more on the content side of social media. But I really wanted to talk more about email because, you know, since I left social media in June of 2022, I've shared multiple times that you know, my main marketing method now and my main channel is my email list. And there has been such power behind that. (laughs) I am obsessed with email. And I think as an introvert, it's a lot easier to craft into words what you want to get across. But I talk to a lot of people who say like, I'm not consistent with my email list or, you know, I maybe email once a month. And let me just say once a month, that is not enough. Um, You, especially nowadays with all of this noise and how, you know, we've seen in the online space that people need a longer period of time to be nurtured, usually for the most part, an average amount of time spent nurturing. So that means that we need to get in front of our audience a lot more often than once a month. I mean, if I got an email once a month from somebody, I would not remember who they are (laughs) by the time, like 30 days when it comes to online marketing, that is a long period of time for our audience to remember us, to still feel connected to us because they probably have an inbox that is just, there's a lot going on. I mean, look at your own inbox. There is probably a lot of things happening every day. And I mean, I I was even recently reintroduced to this and it was interesting because, you know, in June, I opened the doors to the Introvertpreneur Club for two weeks and I had, I think, four or five people reach out after the doors closed saying that they missed out and they really wanted to join. And I was like, I, I I had to go back and look at how many emails I sent, which I mean, June was a busy, busy month for me. So I di- didn't send as many as I'd planned, but I did send quite a few emails and people still didn't see it or didn't remember to sign up before the date or, you know, had a lot of other things going on or were on vacation and then were sad that they missed it. So 
please don't ever feel like you are going to annoy your email list. I don't think it's really possible to email too much. I honestly have never been on an email list where I felt like it was too much. I've definitely been on email lists where I thought, you know, this is not a lot, but this is consistent and I'm just not interested. So I'm going to unsubscribe. But that's okay because I probably had no intention of buying anything in the next six months from them. And that's what we want from people. We want people to unsubscribe who, you know, aren't really interested in what we do. So please don't feel like you're going to overwhelm your email list. They are not going to be upset with too many emails. If anyone feels like it's too much, they're probably not your ideal person right now and they can unsubscribe. Email is consent-based, which is why I love it so much too. People have the opportunity to leave and come and go as they please when it comes to your email list. All right, so let's get into the main topic of this podcast episode. So, you know, how do you even craft emails that connect with your audience? I, I hear that a lot too. It's either, you know, you're not consistent because you don't want to bother people or you're not consistent because you just don't know what to write. And I'm a content machine. We all know that. <laughs> I've been called that so many times at this point that I am just owning it. And, you know, I think when it comes to email, we're definitely overthinking it. Email does not have to be super long. It does not have to be like something that takes you two hours to write one email. It does not have to be that serious. It does not. We are definitely overcomplicating things when it comes to email. And, you know, we get in our heads too much about it. So first of all, don't worry about annoying your audience. Don't worry about making it perfect. They just want to hear from you. Don't worry about being too salesy. You know, if somebody is not interested in hearing about your offers, they shouldn't be on your email list anyway. We're business owners. We have to talk about what we're doing and what we have available to buy, not just free content. So if somebody is upset that you're promoting too much, oh, well, they can unsubscribe. And I know it's hard to say that, but I assure you, you will get to that point with your own email list. And I don't want it to hold you back from not talking about your offers and not asking for the sale. But that is also in relation to promo emails. There is also what I personally love as an introvert is emails that are not necessarily for selling but it kind of naturally leads into you talking about an offer. And I've written many emails this way. I just had an idea about an email I wanted to write. I started writing it. And then I was like, wait, I have a perfect offer that I could now like mention after I've delivered value. Like this perfectly works into, you know, hey, did you know that I have this offer around this topic? And here's what includes, here's what you'll get. Like, it doesn't have to be a hard sell every single email because then your audience will get kind of sick of that. If if all you're doing is selling um, or launching and you're not nurturing, you're not sharing value, you're not kind of engaging with your email list. So that's why I really love 
easy selling where it just kind of naturally fits into the content of an email that you can mention an offer that you have. And it's not a hard sell. It's not grab this now. Um, here's what you'll get, blah, blah, blah. No, it could be as simple as just a one line. Like, hey, did you want even more um, strategies or did you want my complete system on this? You might want to click here and learn more about offer name. It doesn't need to be as much of a call to action as we would normally do like with a promotion or a live launch. Another thing that really helps me when I'm writing emails because, and I think I've said this before, I'm a very to the point kind of person. Um, So I really had to like focus in on more storytelling and more um, kind of conversational content because for me, I tend to want to write how I think and what I want and what I want in terms of an email that I would get is just like, here's what I'm talking about. Here's the five tips for you. And here's my offer. Like, I don't need to go into why it's for me and like all the messaging. And that's just me. I'm very direct. And I know that that's not actually what sells. What sells is the story. What sells is the transformation the value, the authority that you're building. And the way to do that is not just to write an email and be so direct that you're just like not giving anyone any kind of um, relatable conversational tone of content. So that may be the case for you. It may be that, you know, you need to think about writing an email in terms of, okay, what is the goal for this email? Am I warming up my audience for something later on? Do I just want to share a story? Do I want to share, you know, what's happening in my business? Like, why am I writing this email? And it doesn't have to be something huge. It could just be, you know, I had this funny story and I want to share it. Or, you know, I wrote this awesome blog post and I gave some really great advice in it and I'm repurposing it into an email. It doesn't have to be Like a goal is to lead them to a sale. The goal could be, I want to connect with my audience. I want to share this story. I want to build authority. I want to help them become problem aware. I want to share value. Like it doesn't have to be so overcomplicated. Again, we go back to, we are overcomplicating things when it comes to email. There's also one thing to test with email, and it's a little bit of a personal preference, but it is important to test with your specific audience. And I think it's important to not just test it, but also to try to keep it as a variety. So what I'm talking about here is the length of your emails. Now, for me, I am not a lengthy email person if like, it could be because, like I said, I'm direct and to the point. I just want the, the need to know info and then I can research the rest later or click on the call to action. So for me, when I open an email that is really long and has no bolding, has no italics, has no links, it's just a lot of text, 
I will probably just delete. And if I notice, you know, two or three like that from the same person within a week or two, I will unsubscribe because there's no use me being on their email list because I'm never going to consume their emails. <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry, I do love reading. But when it comes to my emails, I want short, medium to short. It doesn't have to be super short, but not a novel. Um, and that is just my personal preference. But that is why I think it's so important to be open to testing that with your specific audience and try to see if there's a pattern in not only because people won't know how long the email is until they open it, but just look at how many people are unsubscribing when it comes to, you know, medium or shorter emails versus the long emails, how many long emails are actually getting click rates. If it's a lot lower than the medium or shorter emails, maybe that's a sign that you should keep your audience in mind and try to keep them shorter. There's always the opportunity, like if you're a writer and you love telling stories and and that's your jam, but your audience isn't resonating with that in your emails, what you could do is try to condense your emails so that they are slightly shorter and more easily consumable. And then you could take the rest of it that you originally wrote and turn it into a blog post that the email then leads to. The point that I made too about bolding, please, please, please format your emails. I don't know how many emails I've opened where, you know, especially if your font is smaller. If it's just text, there's no headings, there's nothing bolded to make it stand out. I scan and if I'm not like, if I see no bold text and my eye isn't drawn in anywhere, I will just stop scrolling and delete or unsubscribe. So just a few things I wanted to share about, you know, how to make the most of your email list because it is such a powerful thing and the money is in the list. like. The, the, the people that, that say that are so true. Your email list can be a gold mine if you are building it with the right people in mind, if you have, you know, the right lead magnets, the right ways to get people onto your email list who are qualified leads and the correct audience, your email list, it's, it's just a gold mine and you will see results from your email list. Even if you aren't right now, if you stay consistent, which I know I hate the word consistent too, if you stay consistent, whatever that means to you, but try to make it more than once a month, ideally at least once a week. But for me and the way that, you know, there's so much more competition out there, inboxes are getting completely crowded I honestly feel that two to three times a week is actually ideal, at least for your email list. And again, this is if email is going to be, you know, one of your primary marketing methods, which I think it should be, honestly, (laughs) but it's completely up to you. So if email is going to be one of your primary methods, definitely try to, you know, consistently email two to three times per week. That also is going to depend on how many evergreen email sequences you already have set up. Um, Like I know quite a few people who have weekly emails in a year-long evergreen email sequence. 
So that means that, you know, most people on your email list for the first year, that's one email that they're already going to get. So maybe you could just email once per week a new email newsletter. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about, you know, what does consistency look like for me and how can I actually maintain that? And before I go, I just wanted to share. So I created something that I've gotten a lot of good feedback on so far and people are loving it. And I am so excited that it's finally created and out there. So what I'm talking about is content kit magic. And if you've been in my world for a while, I created these digital products. I think I created the first ones in 2022, early 2022, and they became my most popular digital products very quickly. Everyone loved them. They were basically a done-for-you package of content. So it was 11 blog posts that were optimized that you could take and make your own and use for your website. So they were broken down. So I had a content kit for virtual assistants. I had one for online business managers. I'm I'm trying to think. There's a lot. And then some around topics like the authentic marketing content kit. So if you're somebody who talks about, you know, being authentic in your marketing and your messaging, this is a done for you content kit. So it has 11 blog posts that are then repurposed into email newsletters, into social media captions. And then I also included Canva templates for each of the content ideas into the social media post, into an Instagram story, and then three Pinterest pins for sharing the blog post on Pinterest. And we all know that, you know, content machine, I love creating content. So I'd been kind of noodling the idea of creating something where You know, I actually teach you my content creation process for those content kits from start to finish, but I actually created those content kits before ChatGPT, before AI exploded. So it has changed a little bit, but I decided to finally map this out and put it into a digital product, which I called Content Kit Magic, that will show you how to create a bank of evergreen content. So you'll start with the content that you already have created, and then you will strategically be able to create new content and then repurpose it. And there's two Notion templates in there, one that includes Notion AI to make it even easier. You get all my chat GPT prompts. It's amazing. And I'm not saying that to, you know, brag, but it is pretty amazing and people are loving it right now. Um, So I just wanted to mention that if you're somebody who, you know, isn't consistent with your email, I know there's tons of other resources out there. Like I'm always talking about um, Liz Wilcox email marketing membership. It's absolutely incredible. I'll definitely have that linked in the show notes as well. But really, if you want to use ChatGPT to help you create a content bank that you can always pull from so you're never stuck without any emails to send out or any social media content to share, that is going to help you create that entire system and batch your content and make it so much easier. Um, So I'll have the link for Content Kit Magic in the show notes. It's only $47. And I mean, I could definitely charge a lot more for this, but I'm going to leave it at 47. I want everyone to be able to make 
content fun. And I think content, you know, it, it is the best way to get yourself out there, get more visibility, especially as an introvert. I've always said that, you know, as an introvert, you can let your content speak for you and attract the right people into your world versus constantly feeling like you have to hustle and you have to do outreach and you have to network. No, that's why I love content so much. And I hope you do too. And I really hope this episode was helpful. And I can't wait to see more of your emails in my inbox. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.